Okay, welcome back to the Authentic as Fuck podcast. What's up? My name is Sun. Hey, Elizabeth. Hey, what's up? Good morning. Good morning. So, let's jump right into the topic that <laughs> we didn't cover last time. Mm-hmm. Which is, do you remember what it was? No. I barely remember no. what day it was. Do you remember? <laughs> so I remember like there was one thing that we wanted to talk about, which I wanted to bring up. Yeah. Uh, one of them is, because on one of the episodes, we started talking about judgment. Yeah. And then we kind of stopped. And then maybe we can talk about like the kind of pivot that you guys made in terms of like going from B2C personal branding to like a B2B mm-hmm. personal branding. Yeah. Which one you want to talk about? Judgment. I mean, talking about the business stuff is cool, but we can start with the, <laughs> the judgment stuff. Yeah. That's the, that warms me up a little bit. Yeah. Um, so what I remember us specifically talking about, like, I believe that, like, <clears throat> in my experience, I believe that we all judge. Is that what we're talking about? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. how it's how it's just like it's almost like a a part of our um, innate survival is to make judgments. I mean, that is what conditions us to be humans, I believe. Um, and then it's like, what do you do with that once you make the judgment? How do you use that information um, externally in the world? So, anything you would add to that? Um, can you give an example? Like, <clears throat> yeah, like let's say someone. I mean, use like some kind of. I'll use parenting. Like we talked a little bit about parenting, mm-hmm. like how people are parenting. Um. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's constantly like judgment happening i think whether you don't have kids and you're making those judgments whether you do have kids and you have a different style of of parenting um mm-hmm. for me i'm either taking that information in and i have some questions about the individual that i see doing actions that i may not take or i'm taking that information in and thinking oh that might be useful to me um Mm. it's almost just like constant maybe it isn't judgment as much as it is like constant interaction or uh information gathering Mm -hmm. in order to i mean but is there are there certain parenting methods that you look at and you're like oh that like oh look at that mom doing that (laughs) like i mean anything that's (laughs) (laughs) yeah you know what but i have like a sensitivity to this like um Sometimes, so obviously things for me like spanking, which you don't really see a lot of that in public anymore yeah. or, or any kind of aggressive behavior towards children. You never did, least, <laughs> even <don't>. back then. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, that's a parenting style that I don't think works for me and my kids and my family. Mm-hmm. But even things like, this is one that I'm very But do you judge to. other people when they do it to their family? <laughs> Yeah, 100%. Yeah. 
And and if you say that you don't, then it's hard for me to believe you. But there is a judgment that happens for me. Like, mm, Mm -mm. like, why are we doing that? Like, what in your brain makes you think that that's going to generate a successful outcome? I mean, it does, I guess, to some degree. I mean, but long term in the long game, that just doesn't make make sense to me. Um, but, but things just as small as, and this is what I'm so sensitive to, um, like, let's say you're at the park or you're somewhere with your kid and the parents that say, um, and it is an effective tactic, but the parents that say, okay, well I'm leaving Bye. you know, if your kid won't leave, mm-hmm. I'm going to leave you here. These threats of, I'm going to leave you break my heart. Like, because <laughs> really? why? Yeah, man. Because like a child, like you. My are parents all used to do that to me. <laughs> I know my parents did it to me. My parents did it to me. But there is a sense, like you're really stepping on, like you're really triggering something emotional for that kid. Like that is, in my head, almost as equal as yeah. doing something like hitting or, or spanking because you're not, but that's an emotional thing. Like you are, you are, you're uh-uh. over time. You are like conditioning. I'm going to abandon you if you don't do what I say, mm-hmm. I'm going to leave you if you don't do what I say. And I just don't want to. Yeah. I know how traumatic it is. Like um, <clears throat> one of the things that my, my parents used to do is when I do something bad, They'll tell me that, uh, like, we found you under this under the bridge, and we're gonna bring you back to your real parents. Oh my god! <laughs> and they, that then, sounds and funny now, right? And they said I'll start crying. Yeah. <laughs> and we would like joke about that, right? So like, and it is funny, like if you think about it, right? <laughs> it is kind of funny. But because but the adult, you know, I, I was crying, like... so I was obviously it wasn't yeah. funny to me at that time. <laughs> No, no, that's exactly what I'm talking about. Like that is a traumatic, emotional trauma. Thinking that the people that that is, I mean, if you if you really think about the perspective of your like your child or when you were a kid, like the people that cared for you, whether it was your mom, dad, I, I don't care, whatever your caregivers, whoever they were, you rely solely on them for your survival, <laughs> and they threaten to take away. I mean, this is very like, I mean, hippy dippy kind of stuff, I guess. Very emotional, like thinking about, about, but if someone threatens to take away your livelihood, you know, we talked about jobs and external things that we rely on as humans. Mm -hmm. That's another thing, like job security. Like it's so hard for people to work if they feel like they're going to get fired at any moment. (laughs) Correct. Right. So then, yes, exactly. Like how can you focus on anything else if that's your only way of survival? And you're constantly scared relationships. Like if you're constantly scared, um, particularly for a spouse that they're going to dump you or something. Yeah. Yeah. Like a spouse that isn't the breadwinner. Um, Mm -hmm. If you don't have, right. Like, and, and you don't have a healthy relationship and, but that's being in this relationship is your only way of survival. But that legally, that's, but that's why I think marriage, I actually kind of do think, I used to be kind of against marriage. Like, what's this, like, legal mm-hmm. contract that we have to sign, like, that, that says that we're married, right? Like, Yeah. But I get it now, actually, because, like, when there's a binding contract, it's a different... Even when you work with somebody, 
like when you work with work with somebody on a project or something versus when there's a contract there there's something a little bit different happens like the commitment is just more there <laughs> and then yeah. uh you know that there's a binding contract so i i actually think that's cuz like if i'm not the breadwinner and i get married right there's some sort of a unwritten contract between us that says like okay i'm going to take care of the household and blah blah, blah and you're going to take care of you know like the finances and we're a team right there's some sort of a unwritten mm-hmm. contract there right except if you don't get married legally that's all that it's just the unwritten contract that you assume <laughs> it's not right. real yet but then once you are married that legally binds it so that you know like if if you ever do leave I get my half or something like that, right? Yeah. So I actually think that's, I used to be so against that, but now I'm kind of like, oh, it actually makes sense because, you know. (laughs) No, you know what? I agree because like Michael and I have a prenup, right? And and we didn't, yeah, we didn't go into it thinking, oh, we need to get this prenup because our relationship isn't going to last. Mm-mm. but we don't have any crystal balls. We can't tell the future. And I think Michael put it really well one time when he was explaining it saying like, without that, like we both have clarity and we both have agreed to what would happen to us financially. Um, if heaven forbid something happened to our relationship. And so what that does is it like, like takes out that confusion or fear or, uncertainty that I feel like if the relationship started to veer off track, that actually not having any clarity there actually muddies the waters a little bit and Mm -hmm. forces people to act differently. Um, So at the end of the day, like we know, I know what would happen to me and he knows what would happen to him. And it just like, like you said, it just kind of, because there's a binding contract, it like, makes things a lot clearer and there's just like a lot more certainty. Yeah. Um, yeah. <clears throat> I mean, that's why but, contracts like I think really exist. It's like insurance, right? Yeah. So, Clear expectations. By the time you go to, I think by the time you go to court, I think it's already kind of too late, in my opinion. Yeah. But <laughs> you don't even want to let it get there. But it, right. the contract is, I guess, kind of an insurance. Yeah, it, it hopefully it's there I think to like you said insurance or it's like to prevent you to having to go to court. Like like, like mm-hmm. if you're having to go to court to dispute a contract like <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah, it's yeah. probably too far gone. But um Yeah. But prenup is one of those things where it's 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 kind of like when you when you ask somebody to do it it's you know it raises that question what you don't trust me like you know what i mean yeah so yeah there's also that right that that yeah some people might be like oh if if you were really in love you wouldn't have a prenup you know (laughs) something like that i know i definitely had because michael obviously asked me i wasn't i wasn't thinking about it really Mm -hmm. i should have been no matter if you have like a hundred billion dollars or ten dollars in your banking in your bank account, I feel like a prenup is necessary today. Like just so there's just clarity Um, Mm -hmm. or there's a benefit to it. I'll just say that because you never know what's going to happen. So when he initially asked me though, I was like, really? 
Like, do you think, are you, do you think we're going to get divorced? Do you think this is like, why are we even getting married? You know, like you're already thinking about that. And, um, and then soon I was able to kind of reframe it where it was like, well, you know, this is actually not just protection for him, but there's also protection for me. And we both have to agree to this. It's not just a one-sided thing. Like yeah. I had my own lawyer. He had his own lawyer. We, she was fighting for things for me, from my perspective, his lawyers, like trying to protect his stuff. So we were able to get to like a mutual, um, most of the times that doesn't contract really make sense though. Cause I, I feel like most, uh, like, I feel like that really only makes sense. Like if one person's making significantly a amount of money because Because like um, then I can understand like if if you're making the same amount of money, they're not gonna raise a question but like what you don't trust me or like you know what I mean or or yeah that like because it's obviously like the the amount difference is not that much but but usually when that happens it's like when like some athlete or some celebrity gets married. From the guy's perspective or the whoever is like making the money from their perspective, mm-hmm. it's almost like I need to t- I need I need a test to make sure that this person's marrying for me and not for my money, right? <laughs> Something like that. Yeah. <laughs> like, I think that is the, like, like, the been, typical situation. Yeah, there's been cases where some some basketball player was getting married and she wouldn't like he said that I'm not getting married until you sign a prenup, but she wouldn't sign it all the way till the end. And literally on the day of the wedding, he canceled the wedding because she didn't sign it. <laughs> Good for him. I would have too. Yeah, yeah. Like, like, but also, but I, I do think there is value in kind of just predetermining that stuff, even if you both aren't like, you know, millionaire billionaires, um, or one of you isn't because then you like avoid all the fighting, right? Like even if it is, we're just going to get really clear. Anything that was mine, my retirement fund, my whatever I've had before, um, before you came along, that is mine. And that I don't have to have that with you if we get divorced. Like, I think there's even more to think about than just like your cash on hand, like any assets. Do you own anything? Like it just, it's usually like, um, it's usually for the money that you made during the time you were married. I think those are the that's what gets split. Okay, so it's not everything you had before. I mean, that's what I thought. Yeah, I mean legally, uh, and I guess it varies state to state. Yeah. I think there are like mm-hmm. different laws in each state, but I don't know. I, I think kind I of makes sense because clarity. What a lot of people don't know is that a lot of those billionaires um, that have families and stuff, like most of the time, like that person would not have done what he could have done without that spouse. Like that's, that's something a lot of people don't see because we don't put a lot of value into like family. Like we don't put a lot of value into like raising kids and people taking care of the household, right? But yeah. that's to have that side is so important 
for that billionaire to go out and make the money because it, it's like all, it's all a balance, right? So yeah, I mean, almost everybody that I know, I don't know if you feel that way, but myself included, uh, made more money after we got married. After mm-hmm. and it's not just making more money; it's just making more money and save more money, and just in general. <laughs> like your life is just a lot better when you're married, right? And that's because when you have a partner, mm-hmm. um, it's e- it's easier for me to take risks when I have a partner. If yeah. I'm, I'm, if I'm, go- they say you know, you, you know, the U.S. military never sends anyone on a task alone, right? They always send them pairs at, at minimum, and you know, like Mormons. When they go out, they always go in pairs. Mm. And that's because they did a study and it turns out that when you're when you're getting attacked and when there's a, only one of you, you're going to most likely hide and eventually get killed. <laughs> but when there's mm. two of you, the chances are you're going to fight. And that's because when there's two of you, people feel people are more likely to take risks. Whereas yeah. in, you're by yourself, you're less likely to take risks. Yeah. No, I, I completely agree. Like, from my experience, like, having the partner is a yeah, you're in huge it together. compliment. <laughs> yeah, you're in it together. And, and it does, ride like, or there die. is, like, this <laughs> ride or die, baby. Like, but even, like, Michael in the last chapter of his book, he writes about... um his ex-wife and how he lost a million dollars when he was like selling his company because the right, I mean, she was there along the way. I mean, yeah. maybe she didn't do a lot to contribute. They didn't have children or anything, but he, he did say like, she was there for that. She was there when she was my partner in all of that. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Along it's the not way. nothing. It's, I know it seems like most people will look at that as like, what does she do? But it's not, it's really not nothing because I I see for myself. Right. And just because all of those things are the things that Michael would have had to worry about if she wasn't there. Right. Like just all the household stuff. And also when your home is a mess, most likely your business is going to be a mess too. (laughs) You know what I mean? That's true. That's true. It's like a mindset. Yeah. Yeah. And like, even now, like I think about while I'm not in the day to day of the business, like I used to be, um, he and I still, that is a topic of conversation. We are yeah, still talking. It affects, both of, you. It affects <laughs> both of us. Like his decisions affect both of us. That's what I mean by it bonds you to like, yeah. there's no getting away from it. Right. Like, you have no. to make it work because otherwise you, you're, you're literally on the same boat. <laughs> mm-hmm. No, 100%. Like, it is a team. Any entrepreneur, like, you are in it with that teammate. You're not in yeah, it alone, yeah. I don't think. But That's why I think having a business partner is also good if you're single. Like, yeah. Just to have somebody to go through it with. But when you're married, it's like, I, I know, like, a lot of single people don't feel, don't see this, but... Like getting married is probably the best thing I've done in my life because mm-hmm. like it literally changed my life because like, you know, I 
I never, I never had things in order at home before I was married, right? I always felt like I'm living like a, you know, bachelor coming up to coming home to this like, like messy apartment <laughs> where everything's out of order, chaos, right? And and you know, it's and I wasn't like, I wasn't kidding about that. Like how you, like how you manage your home is how you manage your life, right? Mm-hmm. And I can tell a lot about a person, like how successful they are, by looking at their bedroom, like whether they make their bed or not, or like little things like that, like how, how you organize your own life. You can mm-hmm. it really likes. To, I mean, like I do believe that how you do one thing is how you do everything. That's like because I yeah. know there are people that. Well, I guess a lot of people are like that. When I give tasks to, most people see tasks as black and white, either done or not done. But to me, I don't see... To me, a task can be from zero to 100 and everything in between. Like, you can do it completely half-assed or you can do it the best in the world possible, right? And everything in between. I I could not agree with you more. Like, I, I'd almost rather you not do it. If you're, yeah, yeah, you're thinking, like just don't fucking do it. Just don't because it's not just done or not done. Um, and I and, know what I think, you mean. Like, just don't. Fucking but we need do those it. people too, do don't you think? No, oh, oh because yes. sometimes we just need to get it done half-ass. <laughs> <laughs> and, and you put me there, it's not gonna get done. Yeah, because it's like I can't do it half-ass. I can't yeah, do it half-ass, yeah, yeah, yeah. and so now I'm just stuck. Because for me, sometimes, like, if I don't think I can do it a hundred percent, then I almost don't do it at all. I don't know if you, if that, like, I don't. It, That's me. Yeah. Like, it's like, well, I don't want to do that because I can't do it the way that yeah. I'm wired to do things. Um, yeah, yeah. I. You know, there's someone that we work with and that's on our team and and she is really good at man she is just getting it done. she is man you give her it was, I may have said this before but she's definitely one of those people that's wired that she would rather do like 200 tasks every day that are the exact uh-uh. same versus three brand new problems every day does that make sense? Because that like feels she good. Like, oh yeah, checking the up, dopamine. Done. And she's done. talked about yeah. that. She's like the dopamine. But for us, like... that actually feels bad because <laughs> I I feel like I'm just going through the motion, right? I would rather really focus my energy and just focus on one project, yeah. and make that a masterpiece. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah, and like have this really cool problem to solve, like yeah. And if you if by day five of doing those same 200 tasks. I'm like, fuck that. I'm only going to do like 50 today because this is so yeah. boring. I can't do this. I mean, but, um, but she, thank God for those people. Like, <laughs> And I have told her, I have told her over and over, I am so grateful that you are just like able to do that. And that's why it takes a team. I mean, you know, we're talking about teams. It, it does take these mm-hmm. different um, <clears throat> skill sets to actually move the ball forward and to make change. Um but she and I've talked numerous times because there will be something that like I'm like how did how did you even do that or or how did we get here? And it's she's like, really she's good to, to work work with somebody like that. I think. Oh yeah, because it's it's, so it's good. really good to work with someone opposite of you. 
<laughs> because it makes you really self-aware, and it makes you see how diff- how different people are, and <laughs> oh. you know what I mean. It actually makes you judge less, I think, for that reason. I, because and you start to you know appreciate I mean? more, right? Like, yeah, I, yeah, 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 yeah. I think I was very judgmental of the way that she operated at first, and yeah, now because you, you're looking at it from your. Per- how you think, but yes. now you realize that she actually thinks totally different than you. Completely. <laughs> now, and one of two things can happen. Either that creates like a huge disconnect because you can't get over the judgment of how the other person works. And so you're just, your wedge just gets bigger and bigger. And I've had that happen. There are people I don't talk to to this so day. So what's the I difference? Can't. You have to be. Like, how does, how does how it do you, go down one way versus the other? When I've you're had in that situation happen. with the opposite personality. There, I, there is one person I will not talk to for the rest of my life because we had such a poor working relationship. She is the exact same style in many ways as another so person that I work with. So I had to, man, I had to get real humble. I had to like say, ego, you're not fucking better than the way that she works because that's what was happening in my brain i was like i am so much better whether i want to admit that and it like kind of stinks to have to admit that is like i was so judgmental and i have to work so hard i mean when i say work hard i mean put in work i make a conscious effort to talk to her at least an hour and a half every week and to adjust to her style as much as possible right and and we accommodate each other it's probably because But I bet you it's because you realized on your own, even before talking to her, you probably realized on your own how some of those things are. Like for, I'll give you an example from my perspective, right? So how you and her are opposites, (laughs) that's how Mm -hmm. me and Gigi are total opposites. Like I actually think that Gigi is the exact... uh, mirror of me like i i don't even know how how i was able to find somebody like exactly perfect like (laughs) mirror of me because everything that i am she's the exact opposite of so i'm Mm -hmm. i'm a super introvert she's a super extrovert like i love like analytical stuff she loves people and i i'm Terrible at remembering names and faces. I can never remember names and faces. She remembers every name and face. Like, so what I started noticing is, so a lot of people at first look when they see us, like, and a lot of people ask me, like, son, how do you, like, I, I can't, I don't know how you guys have a relationship. Like, what do you guys talk about? Like, it seems like you guys would have nothing in common. And like, how, how can you have like a relationship with somebody like that? And I think in the beginning, I was like that. In the beginning, it's like, oh, I can't have conversations with her, blah, 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 blah. But then what I re- realized over time is there are cer- certain characters that, that she has that I, I, never, I could never do. And, and I started to see how that helps. That's helping. I started to see over the years that ever since I got married, my life has gotten better. And I, I trace back and I'm like, why? 
Like, what, what exactly is happening here mm-hmm. that's making my life better? And it was because she was balancing me out. So I started yeah. to see, in the beginning, I was like, no, you do it this way or you, you, you suck or you, you have to be like this or you suck, right? Like, my way is the best way. But then after she kind of balanced me out after years, I, I looked back and I'm like, oh, shit, like, maybe my way wasn't the best way, <laughs> right? Like, maybe, be- yeah. maybe I became... Maybe I became more successful because of this balance. Like an example is this, right? I'm so emotional and I have so much conviction on certain things that when mm-hmm. I get into like conflicts with people, like I really get into conflicts, right? And a lot of times, like I'm wrong and I feel like shit, right? So something like that happened in the beginning of the years of Night Out with one of our employees. And then I felt bad, and then at the end, like we we kind of uh, we made up and everything. Uh, but the way it happened was Gigi triggered it, right? Gigi called called him back, and then as soon as he came in, the first thing she did was she went she walked up to him and she gave him a hug, <laughs> and it's like, you know, and I that's exactly what I should have done, but I didn't have the personality to do it. Mm-hmm. Do you understand what I mean? Yeah. So I'm so fucking glad she did it because, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And things like know, that have, I, yeah, so many I, things like that have happened. Like I'm so bad at, I, I spend every money that I make. She's so good at saving money. Like it's just, she's the exact opposite of everything I am. So. Yeah. But you know what? I don't think that just would happen. Uh like I don't think that just happens right or if it does that's like a unicorn experience I think it takes like two individuals working towards a a working or like appreciating it like you did like you're able to step back and appreciate that yeah but it took a Um, long time though it took years but (laughs) yeah of course but like your ability to be healthy and and um, not just give up and like drive that way. There's some reason why you were able to stay together for the years before that, because otherwise when you're so, yeah, yeah, yeah. I believe yeah. when you're in such opposition, years is not, unless yeah. one is super, super passive, like years we is not either, allow that to happen. Exactly. I, I think in that kind of situation, there's a threshold and most likely yes. you're going to probably break up before that threshold. But when you can exactly. make it past that threshold, and you you start to appreciate that person, I think a whole new thing happens. I would I would bet and like right now that. I'm way more afraid of losing Gigi than yeah. like Gigi is probably losing me, even though right, she probably yeah. thinks otherwise. I bet she thinks just otherwise. because I know how much she's because I know how much that personality and that thing is needed in my life which i don't have (laughs) yeah no and that's beautiful right and i bet if you looked back on your relationship sometime early on after the first little initial dating or everything's good there was some kind of disagreement or argument or tension in your relationship that you guys handled in a way that actually brought you closer and was like that first mm-hmm. glimmer of appreciation for the opposing partner. Um, yeah. Because you really need I to know, work on it, though. 
you have to work like, on it. But I know yeah. in the in the relationships that I have that aren't romantic, just working relationships that I have had that have come to a demise, it's that we weren't intentional and in working in that first initial conflict, that big one, not the little ones, that first big the first time it happens. The yeah. first time after, oh, we're over the honeymoon phase of working together. There's some initial conflict that either you work through or you don't. And I remember it with with the this other person that I have a really good relationship with. I remember when we had that conflict where I'm mad, she's hurt, but we worked through it and we pushed through that like uncomfortable situation. Um, and not just push through it, like grin and bear it, like wor- like really worked through the uncomfortable piece to see each, each other's sides. And maybe it didn't happen immediately, but I know that we walked away from that conversation appreciating each other and the quirks that each other has or the differences that each other's have. Um, and I do think that there are these you moments. Sure she, you sure she felt the same way about you? Yeah. That way? Like, probably not to the same degree because just because mm. the personality, like the way the personalities are, mm. kind of like what you're saying about Gigi. Yeah. But I do think that that there was a clarity, there was a an understanding maybe of why I did things a certain way where it may have not been clear before. And so she's just able to appreciate it. Maybe not understand mm-hmm. why I work that way. Maybe not understand why I make decisions the way I do or say things the way I do. But there's an, an appreciation or just like a... Like, and oh, and that okay. means she also... She had to let go. It means she doesn't have a lot of ego also. Mm-hmm. Because and if somebody has a lot it. of ego, it wouldn't work. <laughs> yeah. No. Or it, and, 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 and Gigi's like ego, that. Cause... Gigi has no ego. Gigi has zero ego. <clears throat> That's the beauty of it. And I have hey, a lot of ego. Are... <laughs> no, I was going to say, I probably have a lot of ego. But be, But even when you do, son, like even us, I know that you and I both are able to set that aside for a second. I think we can see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's why we had to see that mm-hmm. in order for us to accept it and start working with this person, right? But before yes. we see it, the before the self-aware part, I think we start going like, no, that that's the wrong way. Like, why can't she just do it? Exactly. Like this? Like, why can't you know what I mean? Exactly. But yeah, so I I totally. I'm so glad I saw that. I'm so glad I saw that <laughs> because it's the thing that everybody else dismisses, right? Like yeah. at night out, people don't realize how, because I've been seeing it for years, I know, but people don't realize that if like Gigi was missing for like a week, like the office would be a mess and like we wouldn't even, we wouldn't have our water, we wouldn't have our lunch, like, <laughs> like, you know what I mean? <laughs> like a lot yeah. of people don't see those things. So I'm glad I saw it. Because a lot right, of people would dismiss that, right? Like, like who cares? Like, I could, or they don't even think about lunch. it. <laughs> they don't even think about it because it just happens. I mean, for yeah, me, yeah, like yeah. I, that role that was really modeled for me was my mom. Like, you know, I, I now have an appreciation for all the shit she did around our house. Somehow, mm-hmm. my laundry always ended up clean. Somehow, yeah. the floor, the kitchen floors were always clean. The house was always clean. I always had my lunch packed. I always had breakfast. Like these things that you don't miss them until 
maybe you don't have them until for you have a to bit do it yourself. Like, <laughs> until you have to do it yourself and i bet like the reason they i mean i, I think the reason they get dismissed is because you don't actually know that they're happening these people are such magicians mm-hmm. these people are such like they, these people are so good at their job that you don't even That's know they're the doing beauty, it. Yeah. yeah like and it's also it's, that they're doing it it's also like uh um how much they because because people are like people are always like oh what can we can just hire somebody to do that right <laughs> we can just hire somebody to order lunch we can just hire somebody to do the birthday do the admin stuff but what they don't understand is yes we can but the way that that person is going to do those things then the way that Gigi is going to do it is totally different because Gigi actually cares. <laughs> you know what I mean? And it goes back to what we were saying. It's not just a task, right? It's not because yes, yeah. anybody can order lunch. It's uh, how, like why for you and I, I think, and probably a lot of other people is that there is a spectrum of how things get done. There's like an art yeah. to that role. That is such an underappreciated role for most um, companies, I think. Well, and that's either, why I think. It, I was gonna either say either you really take care of that role, like you 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 invest in that role, you find the right person for that role, and you're gonna have a much different experience than if you just hire someone to do it, right? Like mm-hmm. your company yeah. is gonna have a very different experience. Yeah. It's kind of like executive assistants. Like yeah. I remember when I worked at Cablevision, the executive assistants there like way made way much more money than the some of the executives and. They like the CEO's assistant was with him for I think fifteen years or something like that, right? So, uh, dude, it's it, a it's an artwork. Yeah. I was in a one of my first jobs, actually my very first job out of college was, and even in college was an administrative assistant, and then I I grew mm. to like an executive assistant, which is mm. a totally different playing ground. Um, there is like, I'm so glad I had that job. So that mm-hmm. like when I was like an executive on the other side mm-hmm. of it, I could like appreciate how fucking hard that job is because it is an yeah, art. Yeah, yeah. It yeah. is a an art. But they art. know that. You know they know that. Because those people Some cannot operate do. without. It just depends on how they look at it, right? Like I was very fortunate that I worked with someone who appreciated that this is an art to make sure that, I mean, thinking down to. Most people at that level knows. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Or, but there's some shitty people, man, who just look at it as like a job and that anyone can do it. Uh, Or maybe it's just like a, they don't hire the right people. Um, Well, those are, because that means they're not, they're not very experienced. Because anyone who's been working for a while understand the importance of that role. (laughs) Right. Yeah. That, that, so I'm thinking of the executives. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's like they would die without that person. That's why they yeah. keep them around. It's a little or... bit different than a sales manager with that's managing twenty people. Like mm-hmm. the like that boss might not understand individuals like why why they're so important. But like an executive and an executive assistant assistant that relationship that's that's like a holy relationship. You know, it's it's that uh, is a holy relationship. Like that person cannot function. Without the executive assistant. And they know that. <laughs> they yes, good one. Yes. And and 
it's like a marriage, right? Like I think it, it, yeah, it yeah. there is like that relationship, this balance, this, um, mm-hmm. um, this beautiful thing that can happen when you, when you find the right fit. Um, yeah. And then you never want them to leave. I remember I worked with a physician who, I mean, he had been at the hospital forever and his executive assistant, he was like, you can't retire. I mean, they had been together like 25 years or something. He was like, you can't retire yet. Like, can we just make it another year? Like he would, (laughs) he was like, I can't, we just got it. They were, they were going to retire around the same time. And he was just like, you can't, I remember her like laughing because he was like, I will bribe you to just like just stay another year um but it is a very valuable role it's like you can Mm -hmm. almost think for each other you you don't even have to talk you know what i mean like you just kind of know just like in a marriage there's so many roles like that where most people don't really appreciate the role like they don't really get the credit but Mm -hmm. they're the ones that I, you know what? I actually think that the way the run, world runs, I think the things that are, the people that are really doing the all the important stuff just don't get the credit. <laughs> and yeah, and it's almost like they're okay with it. You know what I mean? Because they don't want. I, I think people in those roles don't want that spotlight. They like there's yeah. comfort in. I'm the supporting. Yeah. I'm the supporting actor back here. I'm the supporting role. And this is my happy place. This is where I get my cup filled. This is my love language, Mm -hmm. right? Um, And as long as they are also recognized for everything that they're doing, they can stay in, you know, that we're feeding, they're getting fed what they need. They they actually love helping people. They find fulfillment in helping people. And... Um, like it, it's it's such it's a trait that I don't have. Like I will, <laughs> like I just don't get fulfilled the same way that. But it's something that, that you does. didn't used to appreciate, but now you. I do. didn't. Now I do, yeah. and yeah. and and I think too when I was in that executive assistant role that helped me appreciate a little bit, but also like I was just doing that as like a stepping stone to do something else so i don't think i like fully appreciated it until until now i mean it's taken me this long um and i'm kind of pissed i didn't recognize it sooner but um, but that's why that that whole i mean you probably didn't even put the two to two together until like way later like yeah that oh I'm almost doing the same thing that I wouldn't want my old boss to do to me <laughs> or something like that. Right. Right. Like, yeah. Like, wow. Or I, I think I started to realize this is what happened for me is that there was like a demise of every relationship that I would have with this particular personality. Like, and not just a gentle demise, like, okay, season's over. We're moving on like a full blown. I never want to see your Why? face again. Maybe there was like one case before in your history where, it really burned Maybe. you. I don't know. I think I just, I think I was just like, couldn't see my side of the street. Cause like for the longest time, I hated people that are lazy. <laughs> or, yeah. And now I don't hate them as much anymore, but 
It's still hurt them a little, but not as much. (laughs) But you know, like uh, you know, going back to like whole the whole judgment thing, right? Like that, it's so tied with self awareness because Mm -hmm. you know the reason why we judge because that same personality, right? That's different than us. The difference between judging that versus appreciating it is literally like just it's like one thin line away oh, you know yeah. what i mean Absolutely. because you can look yeah. at it like oh that person isn't is not doing it like me therefore it's wrong right or we can mm-hmm. be like oh wow that person is not doing it like me how great like well i, I appreciate it <laughs> right so right what can you i can learn look from at the this? same like, thing yeah yeah Dude, you're right. And it that's why I fine. think we judge. Yeah. It's a fine line. It's if it, if the ego... I don't know. I think even for me, I still make that judgment and then I have to make a conscious effort to appreciate it or to just like see it from that different perspective. It is not innate for me to like dismiss the judgment of part of my brain. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. Mean, yeah, yeah. But so it gets natural, easier, so- right, over time. It does. Yeah. So it's like muscle memory. Mm. But I have to, I think the first step for me was just like seeing it happen. Like I like having this perception of like, oh, this is what's happening. Yeah. Yeah. And then once you're aware, man, you unlock so much power of anything you're trying to do better is like the awareness of like. Because once you're aware, now you have a decision to make. Okay. Yes. I'm aware now. I can fix it. I can just. Not do anything yeah. about it. Yeah. Exactly. And then if you don't do anything about it, it's going to start killing you. You're going to be like, okay, I know that I'm doing this wrong, but I'm not doing anything about it. <laughs> yes. And and I think that was something that I underappreciated. Like, and, and Michael taught me that is just how he's, because I think in some ways I judged myself if I wasn't able to always 100%. And once I became mm-hmm. aware of something I was doing that I wanted to change, mm-hmm. if I wasn't able to you know, flip that switch and change it in every scenario in which it happened. But I learned from him, like just that power of like the awareness that that happened, like the awareness to the, to the judgment, the awareness that I'm saying, Oh, she's a bad person because she, she's doing it this way. She's, she's going to fail because she's didn't do it the way I did it. Um, You're right. Over time, just knowing it, allowed me to make that decision but it really it is not for me it is not something that happens overnight where i'm like okay i'm aware of it and i'm making i'm like making a conscious change every time um and i think that like all these self-help people all these um gurus or whoever the fuck they are they really make this sound like it's just gonna, you do it one time and it just happens. And, you know, we've been so intentional with Michael's work to be like, no, like you're practicing this your entire life. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember like when Michael told me, I'll compare it to recovery. I remember we were like on our third date and Michael was like, yeah, so, you know, I still go to meetings and my naive mind, like 12 step meetings. My naive mind was like, what? 
you haven't fixed that shit. Like you're still, it's been, <laughs> it's been like 11 years and you're still going to those meetings. And he was like, yeah, I literally was like, I remember sitting at the table. I was like, are you serious? Like, how bad is it? How bad is this addiction, man? It's 11 years. Cause I just didn't understand that it, there wasn't like a, yeah. Oh, I finished the steps. I move on. It was like such ignorance around recovery in general. And he said, no, I, I'm going to have to do meetings for the rest of my life. And I'm like, wow. I think I would said like, it must be bad. This must be bad. And he's like, no, that's what all addicts do is like, we, we do this mm. for the rest of our life. Um, and I think it's, that's like an element of that ignorance is like an element of like self growth and like, uh, all these things that these gurus and fucking teachers tell us it's like oh you just like do it even like atomic habits mm. like all all the stuff like, whatever is like cool right now it's just like you just do it no no you don't just do it this isn't nike you mm. you literally have to work on this all of the mm. time and you're gonna mess up and that's okay and there's gonna be seasons of your life where you don't do it at all for whatever reason like so i don't know i just i get really like pumped up about when these self people <laughs> just like just be self-aware just make a different choice i mean I, I think they all know that it's not immediate but the the way they can sell it i mean it's one thing yeah marketing is another thing then because it's hard to market something that says you're gonna have to do this for the rest of your life <laughs> you know what yeah, i mean like who wants to do that okay yeah. <laughs> yeah. it was like i'm out <laughs> but yeah what i'm starting to realize to is that week. <laughs> like just like ego and kind of what we talked about of like you know when your ego creeps up at that moment you just have to be aware and just by being aware you can slowly start to control it and this whole judgment thing right what I'm starting to see is like ego, fear, judgment, all of those things. I guess fear and judgment comes out of ego, but I think that's so human nature. It's so nature to us. I don't think we can change it. And it's and it kind of makes sense too, right? Like we know biologically why we have fear. So it's a survival mechanism, right? So we can mm -hmm. survive from that, you know, from the lion and stuff like that. And it's probably the same thing with judgment, right? Like, in order for us to live, we need to be able to judge. Like, is this fruit better than this? Which one's better and which one's worse? So I, I know that if I eat this, I'm not going to get sick, right? Like, right. in order for us to live and survive, we have to be able to judge what's better versus worse. But I think in the modern days, most of those things don't apply anymore. But our monkey brain is still has the ego and has all of those things right so we just need to kind of constantly check ourselves like our, our our monkey brains just from creeping up and having that immediate like i don't know if you ever heard, heard of this book called thinking fast and slow no. so so it's a it it talks about like there's two systems in our brain right the we have like that art when something happens our immediate reaction trigger and then we have mm -hmm. the logical side of the brain which is like and one is like happens immediately and the other one usually takes some time right so 
and there's like a biological reason why we have both. So I think being self-aware is not really like it's fixed, but the practice of, you know, how can we quickly get from the, the immediate trigger to the long-term thinking brain as fast mm-hmm. as possible? Yeah. That's that practice. And, and that gets shorter and shorter and shorter the more you do it. Yeah. But it's always going to exactly. be there. Like, you're always going to have that monkey brain. It's <laughs> Because we, we are, it's in our genes. It's, it's in our DNA. And it is, like you said, it's a way to survive. Sometimes you need that, right? I need that yeah. brain sometimes. Um, cause I don't have time for the slow brain. Like sometimes I need that, but, um, man, what you said is like, I could not have said it better like that. You just have to train yourself to like tune in and know when that's how to know when monk, when the fast brain, the monkey brain is like uh, that. Is this a reaction thought? Is this still make sense? And sometimes they do make sense. I think it's always remembering to like, you're not always going to be like in mm-hmm. opposition the but. first time you're aware of it is the most important because yeah obviously like <laughs> there like most of my life i wasn't ever even aware of that i was just thinking that like oh no this is the best way and that's it right yeah and then there was that first time where like oh maybe i'm wrong right mm-hmm. but i think that first time is the key because i believe that most people don't never even get to that first time Right. But once you get to the first time and you're aware of it, then it gets a lot easier because now, and I think the way you get to the first time, for me, how it happened was I just had to get beaten, right? Like, cause when you, when you run a business, running, nothing humbles you faster than running a business. If, if you think you're the shit and you need to get a little humbled, <laughs> go start a business cause that yeah. will humble you, right? Yep. Yep. So that's what happened to me. But one time a friend of mine asked me a question, which kind of like opened up my mind, which is because he knows how stubborn I am. Uh, he's like, and once he knows that I made up my mind, I made up my mind, right? So he's like, but the, so he, the way he asked was, instead of saying, he's like, son, don't you think, you know, it should be like this? Instead of doing that, he said, is there any possible way that it can be like this. <laughs> and that's, that immediately shifted my mind. Mm-hmm. Because I wasn't even thinking that that way. But because he asked in a way, but is it even possible? It immediately, my mind immediately went, wait, wait, is it possible? <laughs> even the, uh, all the way up until yeah, that was. point, I wasn't even thinking about yeah. it. Because he asked it in a genuine, genuine way. So Right. Maybe that. And I think once you have that awareness, you can't go back for me anyway. Yeah. yeah, Once I've had that awareness the first time, (laughs) you can't un. Yeah. It's so, so you're right. That first time that you have that awareness, it's like there's no, there's no turning back. You're going to have that. And so then it is like getting familiar with what that feels like and knowing what it feels like and, and then doing something different, which is, I think the hardest part is the awareness. The doing something different, in my experience, is a lot easier. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Most of the yeah, time. The awareness is like, what... I would say for me, it did, I didn't even get there until like 
Yeah, I was like in my mid thirties, mm-hmm. <laughs> which is crazy, right? <laughs> like, no, that's where I am. That's exactly where I am, and I'm uh, I'm having all these epiphanies about life and and my role in my life. Um, uh, so I don't think that's even that's unnatural. Because up until now, it's been very much the Elizabeth show for me and the rest of the world should adjust. <laughs> I mean, I, I, that's pretty much how it is for everyone. Right? Yeah. Every one of us are living in our own show where we're the main character. <laughs> There's no other way. That's that's how we see the world. <laughs> so, Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, like a full-grown toddler. <laughs> All right, that was uh super interesting. Yeah, that's pretty cool. I think a lot of people can relate yeah. to that. And I, I, I think a lot of times, it, you know, when um, when uh, you and Michael first told me that, like, you know, you're you're like you, you're judging or you're these type of like things where you know you you tend to be like more on the negative, <laughs> like pessimistic mm-hmm. side or whatever. I really didn't see that at all, right? Because mm-hmm. knowing you, like you would never expect that about you, right? So yeah. I think it's it's one of those things like, I guess what I was going to say is it's one of those things that you can't really tell just by looking at someone. Like whether, um, yeah, whether this person is self-aware or, or, or like this person is um, really judgmental or not. Because the people that I met are that are the most judgmental are actually some of the nicest people I met. So it's, it's kind of like, it kind of throws you off because you're like, really? Yeah. This person? Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. But you know what? It, it's all what you do with that information. Yeah. Does that make sense? Like, it's all how they use that information and their healthiness internally. I think their willingness to do work, um, and also I probably the the re- the reason I don't know I think a lot of people that aren't healthy in that regard don't even see it, so then they're not vulnerable enough to share it. They don't even know that that's what yeah, they yeah. are. That's when they're that's the you know I talk about the three stages of authenticity where mm-hmm. the first step you you know you're faking it. The second step is where you're like, I don't give a shit what anyone thinks of me, right? That's when you think you're authentic. So yeah. I think it's at that point, right? When you're at that point, yeah, these people are so un- so not self-aware that they're not even ashamed of their actions. And then I think you get to this right. area, the, the last step where you're like, fuck, I am like that. And, I, and I'm actually ashamed of it. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> so I hide it. It sucks. Yeah. So you I hide I mean? it, yeah, but, yeah, yeah. but I'm actually going to And like, you wish, like, why, why am I like this? <laughs> yeah. And you're judging the shit out of yourself. Yeah. And yeah. that's kind of like the third step. I, like, I mean, I, I wouldn't say like judging. Yeah. Judging yourself. I guess maybe there's a fourth step. Because I think there is a step where you just even stop judging yourself. Because you just stop judging others. Yeah. That's like the pentacle. It's like the tippy top. 
<laughs> yeah, but it's a that's a that's a beautiful place. Yeah. And yeah. Hopefully we can get there. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I'm like, I'm not there yet, but I'm all for trying. Yeah, like when I think to get there, you almost have to be like, you know, that mom that is telling their kid, like, all right, I'm going to leave you here, right? When you see that, for you to be like, oh, that's probably not the right good way to do it. But to each their own. Like, she has to live her life, yeah. you, you know? You're right. <laughs> that's you know, the next level. The per- <laughs> that That is, in a lot of ways, I feel like that's Michael Brody way. Like, he... It's not that he doesn't um, see, and I mean, he has moments, right? But in, from an overall thematic, how he lives his life, it is in this, no, that's not how I would do it, but whatever. Like he has that gift yeah. of, or maybe it's just fucking hard work and, and just acceptance for people, how they are and how they, how they are going to do their own thing. And that's fine. And that's fine with him. It doesn't affect him. You know, the way because it's it out of me. his control. <laughs> it's out of his control. He's able just to surrender it, keep moving. Yeah. Um he is probably the only person that I know that's at that that level. And you know what No, a lot of people are twenty most successful people I know are like that. Yeah. Because like I just feel like when you're running a business, your ego is being tested daily. Do you understand yeah. what I mean? So yeah. uh, it's almost like you're you're going to the gym every day, all day. <laughs> and I think that yeah. what happens is there are two types of people. They're, over time, their ego gotten broken down from going to the gym every day like that. And then they've gotten stronger, right? And then the second type of people is the ones where they give up because they're like, fuck the world, you know? Because... Yeah. Here's an example, like one of the way how your ego gets broken down is a lot of times if with my employees, what I have to do is even though they did something wrong and I, I gave a little nudge, it's like, oh, 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 you did it like that. Oh, that's cool. But uh, what about this other way? Uh, what did you, did you think of these other ways or blah, blah, blah. And then let's say they actually change their mind. They do it this way, right? Because I kind of nudged them a little bit. At the end of the day, that person is ne- not going to realize that the significance of that moment. They just think that they're mm-hmm. smart and that's why they did it, right? So they, they're going to take all the credit. And as a boss, what yeah. you have to do is you have to give them all the credit. Fully knowing yeah. <laughs> that, that that person doesn't know that shit. helped. Yeah. Yeah. I have to be like, oh, shit. You, how did you do that? Like, oh, like yeah. I have to do that. And that's one of the things that was so hard for me, in, like in the beginning. Mm-hmm. But that—that's what I mean by after a while, my ego's been broken down so much. They're like, "Oh, well, yeah, yeah." <laughs> and it's like it's kind of funny, right? Because we don't do that when you know when a when a child comes to us and be like, "Hey, daddy, daddy, look what I did," blah blah, blah. and we think it's stupid, but we don't go be like, "What do you mean that's stupid?" We don't do that. We're like, "Oh, really? Great!" Blah, blah. With a child. We know how to play with their ego and we know how to do that. What can we do that with yeah. another adult? 
you know? Right. Like what shifts? At what age are we like, oh, you're not allowed that grace anymore? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Let's yeah, it's because it's a judgment. It's a judgment of yeah. us living in a society together where we all vote for the system which is going to affect all of us and we're like you're so stupid therefore you're affecting me like mm-hmm. i mean like i think we go down our brain automatically jumps to the, that conclusion when clearly it's not anywhere near that Mm-mm. man yeah <laughs> good talk son <laughs> yeah yeah well thank you Thank you, everyone, for listening. I hope my audio sounds better today. <laughs> it's, it does. And because of that, <laughs> we want everyone to uh, subscribe. And <laughs> Yes, please. Subscribe <laughs> on YouTube and also the Five podcast. stars. And please, five yeah, stars. leave you a... We have <laughs> no reviews. We have zero <laughs> so reviews. So. <laughs> 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 yes, if you made it this far... The least you could do is leave us a review. (laughs) Yes, please. Thanks. Thank you. Thank you, everyone. And see you next week. Bye. Bye.